Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager with the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field. Please consider making a play by giving, posting a friend raiser, subscribing to our podcast and YouTube channel, and staying connected on social media at Orange Arrow PA. Visit orangearrow.org for more information. Thank you for listening. Take aim. Welcome to Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host, Sean Robinson. And today, we have a very, a very special guest, my guy, Crockett Schooler, aka Young Crockett. What up, Crockett? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. So I did an AKA Young Crockett. Now, why not call you Young Crockett? Man, you was trying to say I look like Trey Young. <laughs> what you mean? I can't be the only one that said you look like Trey Young. Yeah, I've definitely got that a couple of times, but I don't see it. I'm going to be honest, I think. <laughs> so, so if you don't know who Trey Young is, Google him. He's a star point guard for the Atlanta Hawks, and he looks like my guy Crockett, young Crockett, young Trey Young. Here, <laughs> let's go, let's go. So, Crockett, as you know, as an athlete, the importance of stretching up, the stretching and warm up, right? Sure. You got a couple warm up questions. You ready? Okay, let's go. All right, let's go, boss. So, if you can only listen to one musical artist for thirty days straight, their entire catalog, only one artist, thirty days. Who are you selecting? Yeah, that's kind of tough. I'm kind of in between. I would say either Drake or Playboy Cardi. Um, those are my two favorite right now, but I'll probably have to say Drake because he's the GOAT. I can't lie. And he gets me gets me in the mood. I'll be getting lit off of Drake. <laughs> I did that. I did that. But then also, also Drake has the, uh, he has a more, he has a stronger catalog as well. So like 30 days, I mean, how many albums Playboy Cardi got? He got not more than two, right? No, I can I can listen to Playboy Cardi oh, seriously? for sure. <laughs> Most definitely, he's got a lot of leaks that are pretty good. So you going with Drake though? Yeah, I'm definitely picking Drake. So 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 speaking of Drake, did you happen to see uh, the concert, the the Drake Kanye joint concert, or uh, yeah, that Benefit concert? Did you, did you see it or what, yeah? You see I believe it was it was for uh, free uh, Larry Hoover. Yeah, that was that was really good for me. Because I say Drake is my goat, and then people always try to argue that Kanye is their goat. But to see to see them together as kind of one, that just just showed to me that there's going to be a great year this year. 2022 is full of blessings for everybody. It's going to be a great one. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying you, you think they're going to do some music together? More music? I know they're going to. They have to. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, man, we're just I, waiting I to see of, it. I saw clips of it, man. I, I feel like I feel like. Like Drake, like Kanye, do his thing. You know, he did a couple of songs, uh, but Drake did go in like, 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 like he can go in. Like, I'm a Drake fan as well, so I could, I could do Drake thirty days as well. Listen, to okay, dig it, man. So, so talk to me. If you had to be on a reality show, like you have to be on a reality show, which reality show would you be on? Um. Okay, reality show. I'll probably go with. The probably either the price is right or let's make a deal. Um, just because I used to always watch that with my grandma, and I always knew I would pick if I get on there, I'm picking door three, and I know the car <laughs> and all the money's gonna be behind it, so definitely, uh, the price is right. <laughs> so, so that's a good question. Uh, I'm thinking in my head, is that a reality show though? 
because I'm thinking a reality show is is something it could be uh, like the, the Real Housewives or something like a cooking show. Is a game show? I think yeah, they're game shows. They're game. Shows. I kind of consider that kind of a reality show, but okay. honestly, for I don't I don't know if I could ever see myself on any of those. Maybe like Survivor or something like that. There it is. I could there definitely, it is. definitely be good at that. Yeah. Dig that. Dig that. Dig that. Last one. Favorite TV show of all time to this day. If it comes on right now, you can watch it. My favorite TV show is kind of an old school one, uh, but it's called Martin. I don't know if, if anybody's familiar with it, but I've watched that whole season probably like three or four times all the way through. That is my favorite TV show of all time. I don't know if we connected on that before. That's crazy. Like I could, I could, I've, I've seen every single Martin episode. I could quote pretty much every single line. So, so let's see. Uh, when you think of Martin show, what, what, uh, what episode comes to mind? Or what scene? Episode. <laughs> what happened? What happened so, in the episode? The episode was he he had like a fake son and the kid kind of looked just like him, but it actually wasn't his son. And yeah. he, he had to send his son over to Tennessee. I thought it was real funny. He started mocking me. He was like, well, geez, Bart, Martin, I'm sorry that I had to I had to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the funniest one. For that sure. is so actually, yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time. That's a really good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, they play that a lot on uh, BET. They like to rerun that. Yeah, I've seen just, it on YouTube, though. I've been seeing a lot of it on Twitter. People have been making it a meme now. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, Mike Martin has somewhat of a resurgence. So Martin played a lot of characters. Who was your favorite character? <laughs> Probably Shadede. Shadede was definitely the funniest, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, Shadede, you remember when she had her, uh, her hair salon? Yeah, the hair. Yeah. She was filing those uh, filings, Miss. I forget her name, Miss Harriet's. Uh, she was cutting her toenails. <laughs> uh, is it Martha? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was I think Martha. it might be Martha or Marla? It started, it started with an M. But yeah, Nene. So there was an episode uh, where um, she was singing to a kid from Kid and Play, and she she had she set up her room, and it was like forever. Nene is a play off the old school Jody's song. She's like. Forever, Sinead. That's a good one. My favorite is Jerome. I see Jerome in the house. I can talk the next 30 minutes going off Martin, man. But 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 I want to hear about you. So take us back, man. Hometown, early beginnings, your childhood, introduction to sports. Take it away for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So originally I'm from Columbus, Ohio, the 614. Oh, Yes, sir. I O. You already um, know. Um, but my upbringing, it was a little different. I started in um, private school. So I went to a Christian school from kindergarten through sixth grade. And it was real kind of like, I would just say, kind of sheltered from like what was really going on in the world. I had to wear my button up, had the khakis on and everything. Um, and I was, I was one of like two boys in my graduating class there was like 12 girls in there so like the whole class was 14 so it was it was very small um but then seventh grade I transferred um to Pickerington to public school and for me that was like kind of a big adjustment just because I had never really been around other people that were like me honestly um so I could say like at my uh private school I was I was consider myself like the blackest person there even though I'm not 
fully black. I'm half black. My mom is white. My dad is black. Um, so mm. kind of like that's, a culture shock. Kind yeah. of going there. Yeah. So 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 let's pause there. So you um so say that again. Your your mom's white. Your dad's black. Uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so so pausing there. So um, what do you identify as? Then? So I identify as mixed, um, light skin, or whatever whatever anybody wants to call it, but I just consider myself a mix for sure. So how, how has it been um, navigating, um, you know, as a, as a, as a mix, as a mixed race person? Um, for me, I could say that I feel a little more, I don't want to say enlightened kind of, but for me that I kind of get to see both sides of, um, mainly what's going on in the world i kind of get a better understanding of like both sides so i understand like what's going on on one side and on the other side and it just for me gives me a better understanding of like honestly gives me a better understanding of like what's going on in the world and like how we can make things better um most definitely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um the um what do you so what do you think when people see you, what do they identify you as? Do they say he's mixed, he's white, he's black? Do you get a combination of everything? Yeah, I kind of get a combination of everything. But honestly, a lot of people think I'm kind of like either Hispanic or like Puerto Rican or something like that. I think it must just be from my hair or something like that. But when I was yes. down there, I went to Puerto Rico um, last spring. <laughs> and a lot of the people were looking at me like, yo, like, do you even speak Spanish? Like, man, I thought you was from down here. Right. Like, nah, nah, man, I'm just mixed. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm saying, yo. <laughs> no, I'm saying, yo, nope. <laughs> and so, so uh, middle school, you went to Pinkerton. So you were talking about that transition uh, going to Pinkerton. And so, uh, so speak more to that. And then also um, the introduction to sports. Okay. Yeah. So, my introduction to sports, I can start with that. Before I even trained schools, um, my best sport at that time was soccer. So I've kind of been been around the block when it comes to sports. I started playing soccer, uh, started playing soccer. I played soccer from like, probably like second grade till I changed schools to sixth grade. And honestly, if it would have been any sport that I feel like I should have stuck with, it would have been soccer. Cause I feel like I definitely could have went to the league after high school, if I would have stuck with it. I was just, I was kind of nice like that. I kind of was, but I just kind of let it go, honestly, because I wanted to try something else. Um, so then I tried football, um, and that hey, didn't on, go how on, I expected. <laughs> so, what position okay. did you play in soccer? Honestly, um, I started on right, I was like a right wing, um, but I kind of played all around on the offense side, um, forward, um, kind of midfielder. It just, just kind of depended on. Um, kind of who we were playing against. Um, I was on this, it was like a little like city team, um, but it, was, it wasn't it was like a city team. I should say it was more like like an elite um, elite class of kids. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best way to explain it, but we would like travel around to different states and stuff and we would always get the dub every time. It was, wow. it was great. Yeah, I miss, I kind of miss those days, honestly. Hey, <laughs> so, so I heard you mention you tried your, uh, you tried football for a little bit. Yeah, so I tried football. Um, that was sixth grade. Um, okay. I tried. It was PYAA, um, and I made. It was my first year playing, and I made the all-star team. Um, and that's when I kind of do like 
that I could be good at football. And then I wanted to play basketball too. So I tried basketball um, and I did pretty, pretty, pretty decent in basketball. And then, um, well, before that, I could even go back. When I was playing soccer, I was a swimmer. I did swim team and soccer. And yeah, I kind of- You have tried a little bit of everything. Yeah, I definitely have. Uh, and then when it comes to swim, like my best was uh, the backstroke and the freestyle. I was, I was pretty good at that for sure. Now, now, now can you still uh, do those strokes? Yeah, I actually, I was a lifeguard um, for like three years and I ended up saving, I had to save a lot of people. I'm not gonna lie, my pool. What do you mean, <laughs> where? In, in Ohio? You were a lifeguard in Ohio? Yeah, so this was, um, yeah, it was like a recreational center. It was called okay. uh, Groveport Rec. So we had like a diving board. We had two big slides, a big straight slide and a curly slide. Then there was like a little kid area, like a little playground. Yep. And then it connected to a lazy river. And that was the whole park. So give me give me one example, one instance where you actually saved someone's life. I had no okay. idea. Yeah, so this one was really crazy. Um, it was like a max capacity day. Um, as like over a thousand people there i'm sitting on the diving boards right and to my right there's this little kid jumping off and he couldn't swim very well so i'm like have all my attention on him just to make sure he gets to the end and out of the corner of my eye i see this girl she's probably like 13. she's going to do a backflip and say like the end of the boards over here she steps like right here and turns around to do the backflip and i turn around and i see her i'm like so, so, so like, there was sweetie. a lot more there was a lot more to the end she, she started way too early. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, she turned around. There was probably like two feet to the edge of the or to the edge of the board. Um, so I turn around real quick and I'm like, like, sweetie, like you want to scooch up. And right when I say that, she jumps. And so she jumped to do the backflip. She landed on her head, kind of rolled in the water. So I had to like do all this extra stuff when it comes to being a lifeguard. You gotta take off your uh take off all your gear, go in there without a tube, and like grab her by the head and, and get her onto a backboard. So when I get to her, she's like freaking out. She's like, like oh, like oh, and she's like bleeding from her face and stuff. And what? Yeah, it was really kind of crazy. Um, so I get her like where I'm kind of like just keeping her from drowning. Honestly, I'm just keeping her up because she's not letting me do what I need to. I'm like, sweetie, like you need to let me grab your face, and I'm gonna start floating you around. And she's just keeps like blubbering all that nonsense yeah. she's like, oh, like oh so then I kind of swim her to the side and um she jump basically jumps out and then right when she gets out of the pool she passes out um, wow. so then when she passed out we were able to get her on the backboard um so I kind of secured her head we put her on a chair and we waited for the ambulance to come um, and we found out that she had two broke vertebrae in her neck and wow some other things that were wrong with it but <laughs> it was wow, crazy man. That, was that is crazy crockett crazy so you said you were 13 were you in high school how old were you yeah so i was 16 when i first started um yeah i was 16 that year yeah wow yeah so so, it was crazy. so wow well well man well pass off to you for paying attention <laughs> and be able to hold that down like was that scary for you how was that or or, or it was like you're generally just rushing and you just went to your training how was that? You're, yeah, you're honestly, it was a rush. Um, and I was kind of like hard on myself because I thought I did something wrong at first when I couldn't like get her onto the backboard. Um, but my head guards kind of talked to me afterwards and they were like, they made me feel better about myself because they were like, like, man, I'm glad that you were there and it wasn't somebody else who actually knew what they were doing. I was like, okay, that 
makes me feel good that I didn't mess anything up, you know. But yeah. but yeah, it was it was really just the training, honestly, because um, it was just kind of like third nature, just kind of kicked in. <laughs> right. Wow. I did not know Young Crockett say he's saving lives, man. Yes, sir. Thanks wow. The so, so uh, quickly, football. What position did you play? Okay, in football, I played. Um, I was actually a kicker um, because I was good at soccer, so I had the leg. That makes um, sense. And then I was a wide receiver as well. So what? Yeah. So when did you make the All Star as a kicker or as a wide receiver? Honestly, both. Um, yeah, and when I was that young, there wasn't any anybody else who was really like kicking the ball. So like yes. that's kind of where I stood out. Um, but well, when I did make the All Star team, it was like corner and uh, wide receiver. But that was like when I was. I was still a youngin', so. <laughs> so, so if uh, we're going to speak to, you know, you're a student athlete at Pitt, if you had to go, if you had an opportunity to go to Heinz Field, kick a field goal, could you make it? And if, if the answer is yes, how far could you kick it? What's the furthest field goal you could make? So could, first, first question, could you make it? Of course, yes. All yes. right, how far, how far? Are we talking 20 yards, 30 yards, 35, what you thinking? Um... I feel like 40 maybe pushing it, but <laughs> Okay, okay, pushing it. That's fair. 40 will probably be the max just because I haven't really, you know, practiced it in a while, but I, I'm pretty confident that I could get get it around there for sure, around 40. That's 40, impressive. 40. Yeah. That's impressive. I'm gonna make that happen. It may not be Heinz Field, but I'm gonna make a trip to Pittsburgh. We're gonna find a we're gonna find a field. We're gonna get some of the OA kids around it and, and we're gonna have a little fun. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. And so yes, so we know you went to Pickerton for middle school. Did you go to, you stay in Pickerton for high school as well? Yeah, so I graduated from Pickerton Central. Um, and if anybody's familiar with like the Ohio area, that's basically one of the biggest like rivalries um, in high school sports in Ohio. Um, you got Pick Central and then you got Pick North. Um, and Pick Central, we're kind of like the older school. So like Pick, or Pick North was like the newer version. Like they kind of had better gear than us, better uniforms, whatever. But they never beat us though, so that's that's all I have. <laughs> that part, <laughs> that part. And so, so, so we're going to get into uh, your track career. Uh, but with, were you interested in anything else growing up, uh, other outside of sports? Was you into art, music, anything else? Um, yeah, I was kind of interested in everything, honestly. Um, but I never like played an instrument or did anything, I guess, around that nature. Well. When I was younger, I was like kind of in like singing, like choir class, and uh, oh. I was in theater. I used to be, I was a gingerbread man uh, when I was like, <laughs> like a third grade or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so, can you sing? Yeah, I could say I could harmonize just because my voice is so deep. Like, if I got on a track, I know it would sound good. But <laughs> come on, uh, come on, come on, get get. Give us a little taste, man. What's up? What's a little song? No, nah, I ain't got nothing. Y'all got to wait for that till I drop my hey. mixtape or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you seen on social media? It's a challenge called uh, Can We Talk Challenge? I actually have it. It's a song. Do you know the song? It's an old school song by Tevin Campbell. Can we talk? Do you know that one? Oh, I think I've heard it before. Go ahead, sing it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I got to see. You got to redo that one. We're going to get you to see, see something, Drake. Nah, 
You said you said we gotta wait for the mixtape. Yeah, you gotta wait for the mixtapes. Fair enough, fair enough. So <laughs> track, man, you talked about all these other sports. When did you start uh, competing in track? So I started track. Um, that was my seventh grade year. It was the first year I ran. Um, and that was in middle school, and I actually. I think the hurdles kind of came to me kind of naturally. Um, my coach kind of just threw me in and was like, you just got to take three steps and jump over the next hurdle. And <laughs> after a while, I couldn't, couldn't get it at first. But my actually, my uncle and my dad kind of helped me with it. Um, I remember we went to the track and my uncle used to hurdle back in the day and he just kind of showed me how to do it. And after that, I was definitely pretty pretty fluent with the, with the three steps. Um, so that was kind of where I started at. But when I really like fully developed, well, I shouldn't say developed, when I devoted myself 100% to track was my sophomore year. Um, I was kind of in between, like if I wanted to keep playing football or run track, um, cause it was like, my dad was basically like, yeah, you want to pick one, everybody's individualizing. So pick one. I'm like, all right, let me see. So I went to, um, I ran summer track. That was my first year doing that, my sophomore year. And I ended up going to nationals, um, AAU nationals and I ran, the 110s and the 400s and I got fourth in both um, in the 110s and the 400s and after that I was just kind of like like man like I ain't do too bad so I might as well just stick with track honestly um, and it's kind of funny because um, <laughs> at that meet in the 400 hurdles I raced against a kid named Colin Smith which at that time I didn't know who he was but it came to be out that he was my teammate here at Pitt. <laughs> How about that? And also part of the OA family. Shout out to Colin. That's dope. Colin Smith. Yes, sir. So, so, so wait, who won, though? I'm not going to lie. He beat me. Uh, he beat me then. He beat me uh, my sophomore year. He got second, and I got fourth. In the got you. Got you. Yeah. All right. Man, I, um, I tried to run hurdles. I think this may be middle school. Maybe it was maybe even ninth grade. I was terrible at it because I would, I would try to jump as high as I can to get over it as opposed to right. you know, going through it with full speed and also staying low to it. I couldn't get the concept. I'll just be jumping up right. like I'm a high jump or something. Like, get out of here, man. <laughs> you, you stick to the 100. That's funny. <laughs> you stick to the 100. And so, um, um, so talk about, so how was it um, high school track? So after your sophomore year, you stuck, you decided to stay with track. Uh, how did you finish out your uh, high school career as a track athlete? Yeah, my high school career, um, honestly, after my junior year, well, I should say after my sophomore year, it was kind of kind of up and down. Um, I dealt with a lot of injury. Uh, junior year, it was my sophomore year, right before the States. Uh, I was warming up by the, by the run finals, and I pulled my hamstring um, right before the race. And that kind of had me down, I would say, the majority of my junior year, because um, it, it just kept coming back. Um, but then my senior year, I ended up really good. Uh, we won the state as a team. Um, and that was the first time we had done that in like like 50 years or something crazy like that. But I walked out of walked out of high school with a ring. So I was looking sweet. Yeah, it was it was a good experience. There it is. And so after high school, uh, what schools were you interested in going to? You were considering? So honestly, um, Pitt was definitely one of the, the number one. It was like Pitt, Connecticut, UNC, and then um, some smaller schools like Eastern Michigan, Akron, Kent State. Um, and then people would always ask me like, if I want to go to Ohio State. Um, in my opinion, 
I like Ohio State. I just didn't want to be around home. Like I wanted to get away a little bit just because it was so close. Like my parents could come see me like any any day they wanted. It wasn't just that, but just like I definitely wanted to get up out of the area for sure. Um, so yeah, after I visited Pitt, um, it was after my first visit. I came out unofficial with my coach and some of my teammates. I definitely liked the feeling of it. It made it seem like it was home, honestly. But when I came on my official visit, that's when I was definitely set. I was like, yeah, this is where I'm going to be at. I can see myself here for, like like my coach said, the next 40 years of your life, for sure. So that's yeah. that's, how I, that's how I saw it. Yeah, well, I, mean, yeah I, I guess we didn't know COVID was going to happen. So, so it's yeah. no more than four years with the COVID, that COVID year. But taking you back, you mentioned North Carolina. I don't know if it's because of your swag, you super stylish, but I could see you rocking the North Carolina gear. Yeah, I like that, that the Carolina that, blue. Yeah, Carolina blue. I could see you rocking that. Uh, so did you take a trip to North Carolina? Yeah, so I took a trip to all the schools. Um, but honestly, it was really just the feeling, I guess, that the coaches gave me um, here at Pitt and just the environment of the campus. I like uh, how it's kind of centrally located within the city. Yeah. Um, that was probably the biggest thing for me when I uh, was choosing. Uh, yeah, because honestly, like a lot of the other schools compared to Pitt, like it wasn't really like a city vibe. It was more of a campus, like yeah, yeah, you're in the school the and then outside right. of that is just kind of like country in the middle of nowhere. I ain't really yeah. like that. Yeah. Exactly. So, so Pitt, student athlete, uh, what, do, what are you majoring in? Yeah, so my major is communications, uh, professional media and communications, and then I'll be, I have a minor in Africana studies. Very nice. So uh, speak to the life. What does it mean to be being a student athlete? You have to juggle a lot. So speak to the life of being a student, college student athlete. Yeah, being a college student athlete for me has definitely been one of the biggest challenges to, to this far that I've experienced. Um, I would say it was really just like my freshman and sophomore year, really getting adjusted to all the coursework and just keeping like a full schedule because basically I'm on my own now and I don't have somebody over top of me telling me what to do. Like, you got to go here at this time, be there. Like, it's all on my own. So for me, it was really just getting adjusted to the schedule and the work. Um, but the thing that was really beneficial for me was learning to ask for help. Um, because at first I was like, man, I don't need a tutor. Like, I don't need them to help me, yada, yada, yada. I'll just do it all on my own. And then I kind of got behind a little bit. And then I saw myself trying to catch up. And that's when I started asking for help. And then the tutors really helped me and my advisors really looked out for me. And that's the number one advice I could give to, like, anybody who's struggling. Like, it's not too late to ask for help. Like, if you're struggling, like, they're going to help you out. That's what they're there for. Um, yeah, so I would say... That's definitely one of the best, biggest benefits of being a student athlete is having that extra help. No, that's great. I mean, that's uh, that's that's wise words right there. As far as you know, we need help, like people, people are there to help. People want to help you. That not just in the space you are now, but in life, and just really just about asking for it. And there's no shame in that. There's actually some strength and power in that. Like, I'm strong in these areas. I'm not strong in that area. I need help. You know what I mean? Let me find out right. who's strong in this area. Hey, can you help me with this? Oh, you cannot? Let me find someone else who can help me with that. So that's strength. So that's actually uh, wise, wise words. And so uh, so we think at your current time uh, at Pitt. So we, this is your junior year, correct? Uh, this you're is my senior year. You're finishing your senior yeah. year, but you're coming back one more year. Because, a, because of COVID. Because of COVID. Yeah. Because of the COVID year. COVID year. 
And so when you think about some of your fondest memories currently at, at, at Pitt, what comes to mind? It could be on the track or off the track. So I would say on the track, um, my freshman year, I made it to, I made it to regionals um, in the 110 hurdles in the four, actually, no, just the 400 hurdles. I was the last person not to qualify in the 110. So, but it was actually just a great experience to like go down there and run with the fastest people in the world. Like at that time it was Grant Holloway and uh, uh, Daniel Roberts. And I was like on the same track as them. And for me, it was just kind of like eye opening um, that I could be on the same track as them, you know, cause they're the fastest in the world, but it's like, man, I have the same opportunity as them. Like if I'm on the same track as them, like they have to beat me, you know, um, to really show me that they're better than me, honestly. That's the kind of mindset that, that me put me into. And I've been just carrying myself differently since that experience. Um, yeah, so that was really just an eye-opening experience for me. And I would honestly say that was all around for college, the most eye-opening experience and the best overall feeling that I had because the whole trip was a whole lot of fun just to be down there with all my guys and teammates it was great dig you that know. dig that dig that so you became part of the OA family initially as an intern marketing branded intern so how did you find out about the internship honestly I found out from some of my teammates um at that time they were currently on the team um it was Aisha Monica at that time. Um, I always saw them involved and honestly wasn't sure too much about what OA like was about until I was a little more informed. Um, Aisha told me a lot about it and then that's what really kind of convinced me to kind of kind of see what see what it was, see what OA had for me. Yeah. And, and so 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 you uh you did it for credit, correct? Correct, yes. Um so I had to do I just needed an internship, um, honestly, just to graduate. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, and my advisor, Brian, too, he, he uh, thought it would be a good, a good fit for me. He recommended it highly. And so you've been rocking away. You started as an intern, and then you stayed on, continue, continue to be part of the team even after your internship. Uh, talk a little bit about your experience working with OA. My experience working with the OA has been all positive, man. <laughs> it's definitely been one of the best um, helpful, beneficial things that has been a part of my last year, I would say. Yeah, about yeah, about a year. Um, just like having something to do um, on the side and having like another family outside of track and school. Um, and then honestly, for me, it was um, being back around the kids because I hadn't been around that in a while. Um, when I was younger, I used to do like YMCA camps and things like that. Um, you used to save lives? <laughs> yeah, I used to save lives, it's crazy. Um, but when I was growing up, I was the only child. Um, and it was it was just always kind of weird how like younger kids always kind of like looked up to me and kind of like got along with me very good. And I never like understood why. Um, and my parents and family always told me like I kind of had a a blessing and a calling for it. Um, and I didn't really realize that again until I worked with OA, um, kind of working with the kids again, kind of showed me like, wow, like this is what you should be doing. Like this is where you should be at. Um, and yeah, just kind of opened my eyes up to the best, the better things in life, like what I should be doing. Yeah. 
And, and, and so, so you know, most people, they fully understand what we do with the young student athletes, the grade school student athletes and supporting them. But I don't think it's widely known, I know it's not widely known that the benefit to the college student athlete, not only volunteers, but in particular, those who are part of the team who are interning. So can you speak to being an Orange Arrow intern and how, how you've developed or grown by uh, being an intern and then also just being part of the team? Those yeah, I would say, um, for me, since I've been working here, um, a lot of the things that I that I wasn't very good at before, um, for one, I don't want to say like I wasn't good at this, but my professionalism has definitely gotten a lot better since I worked with LA. Um, and I used to be a, a bad procrastinator. Um, and working uh, hand in hand with uh, yourself and Aisha definitely made me be more proactive about my work because I can't like wait to the last minute <laughs> or else it's definitely not going to get done. So for me, that was, um, those were the two like skills I could say. Um, but I know that um, OA has definitely like, has prepared me for like what's next in my life, honestly, um, that I know I have a family here um, that's going to help me and support me like in whatever steps that I take next um, and just being being connected with that um, and having a way in my name like like I'm out here teaching kids um, what's next like teaching them the skills that they need for what's next after um, their current uh, phase of life um, yeah and that and it doesn't just go for like college student athletes um, like the middle school, junior, high school, and all the way up to like uh, college. I say that you guys, you guys have all of our backs and you do everything for us that you can. Yeah. Dig that, dig that. And um, yeah, I want to salute you, man. I've seen your growth from when you started interns where you are now. Like I said, it's almost a, you know, a year. Um, but the, uh, so I applaud you, man. I've seen you improve in those areas that you were saying from procrastination, professionalism. Um, like you, you take more initiative, man. And, um, and so, so I'm glad to be, you play a small role in, uh, in OA playing a small role, helping you develop in that and uh, preparing you for, you know, the greatness you have, uh, you know, ahead of you. Um, what is your hope for Orange Arrow? Where do you, where do you, what's your vision for Orange Arrow? Where do you want to see OA go? Um, my vision uh, for Orange Arrow, I think it should be worldwide. I would say now it is worldwide, but um, when it comes to like universities, I think it needs to be installed or instilled in every single college university. It needs to be instilled in every high school and every middle school, um, honestly. And take that to Canada, take that to Mexico. It needs to be worldwide, international. Um, and I see that happening very, very soon, um, honestly. But I, I think that. it's definitely one of the most important things for uh, kids to be a part of. Um, definitely a lot well I'm not gonna start comparing but I think it's definitely what every kid needs in their life every young athlete even if they're not an athlete they need a way in their life I appreciate that's love man that's love man you know it's about impacting more lives and um yeah I, I love the, the vision you have for a way and so as you come to rap we didn't speak about this but 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 it was I think it was during your, your interview process um you know I was asking like what you want to do um, so you talked about, and so you said theater, we talk about modeling, 
you think about you know, maybe even acting. So are you still interested in you know that space modeling and all of that? Yeah, honestly, definitely still interested to the modeling fashion type of type of route, I would say. Um, yeah, so I I honestly like I've tried to like get into it a little bit, but with like track and school, it's hard to like fully devote myself to it. Um, so I feel like once I'm kind of out of school, that's what I'll follow. Like, that'll be what I do. Um, and yeah, it's definitely going to be modeling. I want to do like kind of like runway modeling and commercial modeling. Um, so you'll see me in the, the next Nike ad modeling their stuff and all that. So yeah, that's that's kind of where, where I want to go next with it. I dig that. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Yeah, I look I look forward to seeing that. I'm like, yo, man, that's OA family right there. And then, um, and then also, I mean, you already said to be... Um, a, a double for um, Trey Young, so so maybe in a Nike commercial, they may need you to be in there to play Trey. <laughs> Yo, hey, Crockett, seriously, thank you for who you are, man. Thank you for your dedication to the work of OA, man. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. Uh, appreciate all you do, man. Looking forward to continue to impact more lives together. Thanks for joining the pod as well. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. My, my dog. Take game. Let's go. Yes, sir. Peace.